This is Ladies Rise. Prepare to be entertained as I introduce your host, Tia. Welcome to the Ladies Hive podcast, the show where we delve into the female minds as we discuss all issues that affect our daily lives with reference to personal experiences and of course, dishing out words of advice with zero judgments. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please to ensure that you listen to the podcast till the end. And of course, connect with us on social media today on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Ladies Hive. And enjoy the show. What do you do, people? Welcome to the month of July. Happy New Month, guys. Yes, this is the first month in the second half of the year. Make it count, okay? All right, so how is the month starting out for you? I am sure that, you know, generally as a people in Nigeria here, the month started out a little bit rocky, right? Yes, it started out a little bit rocky with all of the news, the disheartening news we are hearing all over the place. It's really, really draining from the rape stories rape victims which we're actually going to talk about today but before we get on to that there was this issue of one senator what's that his name um senator elisha abo or something like that manhandling maltreating physically abusing a woman and was caught on camera, CCTV camera of the store where it was in to be precise. It was in a sex store. Now, the issue is not that it was in a sex store. The wear doesn't matter right now. You can do what you want to do in, on, on your time, in your personal time and space. But yo, you should have seen how he beats this woman. Why? All the lady said was, please take it easy. Because it was already getting rough with the attendant and at the store. Got his police thugs, because those are no policemen. You are seen, so you, you cannot caution him because you are under his employee. I don't know. What is wrong is wrong. You are supposed to be standing by the law, not protecting people that are breaking it, right? You got his police talks to manhandle that one and try to seize that one's phone. And all the other lady that was standing by said was, Sir, please take it easy. And he went around the corner and beat was just beating and slapping her all over the place. And on top of that, he still told his police thugs to take her out, probably to beat her some more. And that is a lawmaker in this country. Now, this is not to shed bad light on the country. I love my country. I am a good citizen of Nigeria. But one of the objectives of my podcast is to talk about things that affect us as people in our society. Things that affect us as women in our society. So, here I am talking about this issue. Now, there is another petition for this senator to step down. And I think I saw somewhere in the news... On Wednesday, I think, that 
the Senate House is looking into the issue. Good. Now, this is what we are talking about. This is how we use our social media as a voice to have to affect change, to bring about change. And I hope that he gets punished, the due punishment for that action. Because it came about, it came out saying, oh, it was before it became a senator. So, dude, come on. Doesn't mean that it is right. So, you need to pay for that crime that you committed before you became a senator. Okay? And it's so heartbreaking because this is a young man who I think is the youngest people in the Senate house. And he goes around to do this. You know, so many people put their heads together to start the not-too-young to run bail you know they started a campaign and you know you got a chance to rule as a young person in this country and you turn around to become a monster like <sighs> I, do, I really do not know what to say but i thank god that the authorities are putting him in his place and i hope that they see to the end and he gets the due punishment now I think the only fun news I've heard all week long is the start of Big Brother Ninja. <laughs> yeah. So, Big Brother Ninja started on Sunday and, well, I'm not watching yet. I don't and I don't know if I will watch because, <laughs> really, it's, it's really just a waste of time. Now, I'm not saying it's not entertaining or, or whatever, but... Once you sit down to watch, you know, you become glued and then it eats into your time that you're supposed to be using to do other things. So I'll be catching their the highlights on social media and, you know, let's see. It's still early in the game. So let's see how it plays out for these housemates. Let me know if you've started watching BBN, if you are going to watch at all and if you, if you are watching now what do you think so far let me know in the comment section or on our social media pages okay so last week when the episode dropped and the topic last week was on rape it couldn't have been more timely because the next day the friday after that i woke up to news of rape splashed all over my timelines Everywhere I looked, I was just seeing this story and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that, you know, someone in that caliber, a pastor, will be associated with this. And what is more heartbreaking and heart-wrenching is the responses to this news, right? So there are people trolling her and shaming her all over the place and saying this and that, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, yo, really? Look, before we get on to today's discussion, let me just say it here that if you shame or troll victims of rape that came out to tell their story or that are coming out to tell their story, then you are just as bad as the rapist you are just as bad as the perpetrator of this hideous crime yes it is what i said you know because i don't understand why someone is coming out to share her truth and you are saying oh why she's coming out now why did she wait so long to talk about this this and that yada 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 come on people where is our empathy like seriously what happened to the human in us 
that we've just turned to these zombie-like people just moving about and without caution and whatnot. Please don't troll people. Don't shame people. It is because of this exact reason that people, victims, do not come out to say this is what happened to them. Don't make the victim become the accused, please. It is not right. Let the person share his or her truth. And believe whatever you want to believe, that's up to you, right? It is what it is. So let people share their truths in peace without you trolling them, okay? Yeah, and there's this issue of another rape story with um, this man, Idris Ebiloma or something like that, who raped a four-year-old. I remember we said something like that last week on the show, you know, talking about victims and children victims of rape. So now the story here with this man is that quite all right, the story got to the court and he was convicted for some months or for just for a time and he is about to be released. Now, I don't know what the gravity is from the side of the law where this crime of rape is concerned what exactly is the sentence for rape in this country because he just served you know a few time in jail and then he's set to be released a four-year-old that's like i can think of so many things that you can charge him with not even just rape anyway that's why today on the show i've enlisted professionals to come and talk to us yes I said last week that I was going to get a doctor to come and talk to us and all of that. Yes, so I got a doctor to talk to us as well as a lawyer and a psychotherapist. So they are going to be giving their views on this issue of rape so that we can educate ourselves. You know, sometimes ignorance gets the better of us and then we don't get to actually put the people that are behind these crimes away. So, yes, we are going to be getting educated today and learning about this issue of rape, what to do if you be, if you are a victim, what to do, first steps to take and the legal actions to take as well. Now, I could not get the doctor to come on the show today because of her busy schedule, but she sent me a long list of things that victims should do. I'll be sharing what the doctor sent to me. But first, I think we should hear from the lawyer first. And then we will move on to the psychotherapist. And lastly, I will share what the doctor sent to me. Hello, my name is Barista Deshola and I'm here to talk about rape, the legal perspective. Now, rape in Nigeria is covered by various laws and some of which I'm going to be mentioning. First law that you know everyone is quite conversant with is the criminal code which is applicable in all the southern states of nigeria we have the penal code which is also applicable but it's only limited to the northern states in nigeria then we have the criminal laws of lagos state applicable only in lagos we have the violence against persons prohibition act which is applicable only in the Federal Capital Territory, Abuja. 
and the Child Rights Act applicable in states that have domesticated the laws. Now, talking about rape, the criminal code in section 357 defines rape as when a person has sexual intercourse with a woman or girl without her consent or where it is with her consent but the consent was incorrectly obtained. Now, consent is incorrectly obtained by the use of force, threat, intimidation, or by means of false and fraudulent representation as to the nature of the act. Consent can also be incorrectly obtained by a person impersonating a married woman's husband in order to have sex with her. Now, under the penal code, the same definition of rape is given. It says that when rape is when a man has sexual intercourse with a woman against her will, without her consent or with her consent, when it is incorrectly obtained. Uh, under the penal code also, we have a section that says, sex with a girl under 14 years or one who is of unsound mind is termed rape, irrespective of whether there is consent. The penal code also states that sexual intercourse by a man with his wife is not rape. So far, she has attained puberty according to section 282 of the penal code now for the purposes of this podcast we will be restricting ourselves to the criminal laws of Lagos state because this is our territory and um, under the criminal laws section 258 defines rape almost similar to what we have in the criminal code it defines rape as an unlawful sexual intercourse with a woman or girl without her consent where it is with her consent, where the consent was incorrectly obtained by force, threat, intimidation, false and fraudulent representation, or in the case of a married woman, by impersonation. Now, in the definition of rape, even a layman, you know, knows that the absence of consent is the major element in what constitutes rape it's one of the major ingredients so a lack of consent would you know certainly you know raise the allegation or an allegation of the crime of rape now in uh, section 264 of the criminal laws of Lagos state consent is defined and uh, which is important for us to know it says that the person consents if he or she agrees by choice and the person has the freedom and capacity to make and communicate that choice. Now I'll pick the element of capacity here. In the law of contract, it says that before any person engages in a contractual relationship, which I'm believing um, sex should be contractual consensual so if we're talking about consent in this definition it says the person should have the capacity and in the laws of contract we have a principle that says um, before a person can contract the person must have the capacity to contract and um, the principle also highlights and identifies those without capacity to contract and these individuals include an infant who is someone under the age of 18 years it also includes someone who is of unsound mind someone who is bankrupt and a couple of other instances like that so we have established the the definition of rape and the major ingredient of consent the lack of it and what consent in itself um, entails so basically that's um, the whole gamut of 
rape and the definition. Now, the legal consequences of rape in all in the in the laws that we have, the two major laws that we have identified, the major punishment for rape is life imprisonment, which is not a mandatory sentence in all of you know the rape cases, but the highest is. Uh, life imprisonment and that's what the laws prescribe now talking about the legal steps to take as a victim uh, the truth is there are no prescribed legal steps in particular relating to the crime of rape outside the ones prescribed where an offense is reported and a criminal action is filed against the accused you know there's no particular legal step you know that is outlined in the laws for rape victims you know if a criminal offense has been committed the proper step is to report to the relevant authorities and um, they take it up from there however we see that based on precedent and the design and social construct of our society here in nigeria we see that rape victims suffer a lot you know under cross-examinations you know during trials this is this is not far-fetched because rape is a serious crime and he or she who asserts must be able to prove you know this offense that was done against her or to him beyond all reasonable doubt you know so that's the principle you must be able to prove this beyond reasonable that if there's an iota of doubt then you know it's questionable so uh, an allegation of rape is grave and it has the effect of committing the so-called perpetrator or the accused to life imprisonment so because of its grief grievous uh, yes grievous nature all parties are very careful you know there's a popular saying by sir matthew hales he's it's an opinion he says that rape is an accusation easily to be made hard to be proved and it's even harder to be defended by the party accused. So it's, 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 there's, there's no, you know, straightforward legal step except for the fact that the person should report it. And might I say that um, it's important that for rape victims, we see that because of the stigma that we apportioned to the act you will see that a lot of victims do not necessarily speak out once the rape has occurred it naturally or i don't know if it's by uh, cultural design if a lady comes out to say she's she has been raped there's so many questions that flies are you sure she's not promiscuous are you sure she didn't want it are you sure you know she's not lying you know and yes, there have been cases where people have come out to falsely accuse individuals of rape. But however, you know, this is not also saying that some individuals have not been raped and are not being raped. So for the purposes of those who are who have genuine cases of, you know, um, being victims of this grievous criminal act, it's advisable to when the uh, act of cause we advise that the, you speak with with someone you speak to someone even if you cannot open up totally to your family members it's ideal that once you have been raped you visit 
the nearest hospital close to you you speak to a doctor you give details as 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 clear as possible uh let them take down records let them wash you up let them clean you up let them flush you out you know and majorly just have something documented and you can speak to uh, hopefully they should have a psychiatrist in the hospital that you can or psychologist that you can speak with who can help you know you through your healing process and if eventually you get the courage to speak to a family member you know shortly after the incident has happened please do so so that at least you have one or two people to corroborate your testimony because one of the reasons why it's almost so hard to prove um rape cases is because as some individuals have opined um rape usually hard well yes occasionally occurs between the victims and total strangers but most often than not you know they are perpetrated by people who you have a fiduciary relationship with people who you have a trust relationship with people that you know you have some form of relationship with so it's almost impossible you know to even believe claims by the victim so it's it's always very advisable that there's circumstantial evidence as much as possible uh, there is documentary evidence as much as possible and uh, so that your testimony would hold water and um, you can have people that can back up your claims now legal implications if there is a false allegation section 93 of the criminal laws of legal state says that any person who causes another to be charged with any offense whether alleged to have been committed in legal state or elsewhere knowing that such a person is innocent of the alleged offense such a person is guilty of a felony and the person is liable to imprisonment now section 95 further went to say that any person guilty under section 95 three as quoted initially shall be liable where the offense is such that any person convicted of it is liable to be sentenced to death or to imprisonment for life such a person will be liable to imprisonment for life similarly where the offense is such that any person convicted of it is liable to be sentenced to imprisonment but for a term less than life such a person is liable to imprisonment for 14 years so really uh, even those that make false claims of rape are not you know totally off the hook you can't just say uh, you know someone raped you and decide uh, you know and the person was actually didn't actually do the they didn't actually commit the act and you expect to just walk free because we have established here that uh, rape is a serious crime that has the potential of damaging someone's reputation his his career committing him to life imprisonment for the rest of his or her life so you can't just say things and just walk away and say oh i was just joking even in the uk the consequences of doing such you can have a civil offense against uh, a civil action brought against you for wasting police time you can also even have the criminal a criminal charge brought against you of preventing the course of justice you know so you do you don't just say things and expect that uh, maybe because you were hurt because uh, or you wanted to have revenge you don't just do things like that you know so and also you can also bring a, a civil action of defamation libel or slander you know against um, such a person who accused you wrongly 
um, you know, for the act which you have been cleared of and you have been found um, innocent of. I also want to point out something that um, when we talk about falsity of allegations, uh, it might not necessarily mean that the person alleging is lying. It could be that after due investigations, law enforcement agents, you know, will term the allegations as unfounded where they have not been sufficient, you know, documentary evidence or corroborative evidence to, you know, secure a conviction. So in cases like that, they term it unfounded and they close the case without a reasonable conclusion. So, you know, it's, 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 whether we like it or not, it's dicey and uh, a lot of awareness needs to be made about, you know, this offense. It needs to be made. It needs to be made. It needs to be spoken of. Now we've established also in uh, that there's nothing like spousal rape between a husband and a wife. You know, it's not recognized in our laws. So if you're married, there's nothing like spousal rape. So just know that uh, you're in it. And, uh, you know, culturally, as, uh, our laws have identified the fact that once you're married, you've given yourself to your, your spouse and vice, vice versa. I also want to touch on the fact that uh, in, in Nigeria, there's this trend that if you say, if a lady, if you're in a relationship with someone or if you're in a sexual relationship with someone and you say, you know, you know, there's this erroneous, very erroneous nature and uh, notion that when a lady says no, she means yes. I don't know where that is coming from, but I want to implore that, um, our men should you know be very sensitive so that they do not find themselves on the short arm of the law where you know a lady can actually sufficiently bring an action of rape an allegation of rape against you because she said no and you thought she meant yes i would also want to point out something that was said in the criminal laws of legacy section 268 that ignorance of the age of a girl or consent is no defense for um, an accused person so the section says that it is actually immaterial that an offender or a rape offender believed that the girl to whom he had sex with was of age or was above the age of 18 years it's actually immaterial if you believed that the girl that you were having sex with was above the age of 18 years is also immaterial if the girl was taken with her own consent or at her own suggestion so you know this also drives on the point drives on the point of consent it drives home the point of an underage girl um, of you taking home an underage girl even with her consent is immaterial the it's not ignorance of the the law is not an excuse so you cannot use this as justification to say oh it was uh consented rape as as um we're seeing you know some you know thoughts on that on social media there's nothing like consented rape and i just wanted to drive home that point all right thank you very much
Okay, wow. Thank you, Barisa Adeshola Aladeshawe, for this. It really helps. So, fam, now you know your legal rights. Now you know the legal actions to take where this issue of rape is concerned. Even if it's not you that is a victim, if it's someone you know, you can help the person get legal action. That person might not know. And that is why I keep saying that you share this podcast when you listen. You never know the topic of the day or how it might help someone. So let's keep sharing the podcast episodes with people around us and let's keep educating ourselves. You know, learning never stops and ignorance will kill you faster than even the crime committed. So let's educate ourselves. Now let's hear from a psychotherapist on how to take care of our mental health. Hi. Good day, beautiful people. My name is Miss Tito Biolado. I'm a clinical social worker or a psychiatrist social worker. I'll be talking about um, rape. So first, the meaning of rape in, uh, in the law. Rape is defined as the vaginal anal penetration in the absence of a lawful consent. The social issue surrounding rape is that people or individuals that actually undergo rape um, suffer post-traumatic stress um, or stress disorder, depression, feeling of guilt, anxiety, and uh, destruction in their daily life event, which can particularly affect their sexual intimate relationship um, in as they evolve from adolescence to adulthood. And um, in terms of um, rape, in terms of this tra- traumatic um, event, um, the individual may suffer it in terms of it could be a singular event or a multi or prolonged event, which could be a, a multiple sexual assault or molestation or something. But um, how victims can actually get their mental health back is um, majorly is more of um, environmental support in terms of having, first of all, to seek help in terms of the hospital community, which is more of the family resources, the loved ones rallying around the person or the victim showing love and support. In terms of community, they have to report the case to the to the law of um, law agency. Take the the victim to the hospital if is a psychiatric hospital after they've gone through the um, just general hospital. They have to go to a psychiatric or behavioral health center where they are actually given psychological first aid treatment to undergo those period because most of the time the victims are actually at a denial they are just welcome they don't know what is going on but with time the reality starts coming in and that's where you see the disturbance in their whole behavior and it's going to affect them in terms of their pattern of sleep and the way they relate to um, their loved ones so also in terms of um community-based um, support you can give you could also look at um, churches too because the healing has to come from the social angle psychological ang- angle and the religious based angle too so if there could be churches 
if the person is a Muslim, if they can get support in that kind of way. We have a lot of people that have gone through rape, like Joyce Mayer, uh, who is a pastor now. And we also have Oprah Winfrey, too. So we have people that have gone through that struggle that that really just based help them through the healing. So you have to do all together. Then in terms of um, we need emotional support to the victim has to go through therapy like in um, nigeria we have this mirabelle center which majorly we is in lagos um lawsuits in lawsuits where you can actually take a victim and the victim goes through that therapy through the process and it's really really cost free very I, I, for, for now i think is actually free is free. They won't give transport fare for victims. That's because it's a prolonged um, sections. Sometimes when the when you're going, the victim might not really have that capacity to still continue due to transport money. So sometimes they have this welfare package to give a transport allowance to come bring the victim to that's the clinical um for clinical um care and they also have their back with the, the, that capacity that's law to also protect to to take the child or the victim away from if it's an if it's an, an, an unprotected environment that is going to also prone that's that is continually prone the victim to to more assault so they have that power with connection of um Lagos State's law agency and also I think um for Mirabel um more of um I think for now for in terms of the fa- environmental support um training especially local based group I know that in Mirabel they do free training for people for professionals that um are willing to be skilled to to be taught the new skill how to help a victim even just giving it a first aid treatment in the community before referring them so they have this workshop to the public so i think it's not just about the family support but if the society in the content of what we define as to be raping itself because uh, we might be seeing we might asking that we might be asking ourselves the major question is rape today being treated as serious as it should be so if it's treated as serious as it should be i'm very sure it's not just about the family being because in um just like um one of the authors I'm, I'm, i've been reading dr dr don um alicia has stated that individual that suffer this rape are not just affected directly but indirectly they are also affect the the loved ones their family um in terms of this trauma because the family shows the support and it's emotionally just takes their energy away and um it's the impact also affects the family in that in that major blow to affect the family so if you're looking at um what can the family do it's not just just what the family could do what can the neighborhood do what can people do if we equip and teach and train ourselves train people about if it's trained churches give free seminars and churches and marks and schools at the local level start equipping people about the first aid kit what they need to know what they need to avoid how to teach your kids um, sex education how to also help a lot and also mention any cases they've seen 
to the pop to the, to the law enforcement agency how to refer people quickly before more um, of any issues or cause so the last conversation i want to talk about is um should rapist that's often they'll be considered to have a mental illness uh, most of the time in terms of psychiatry um just like ja slim the author uh, one of the author been reading in 2013 has stated that several studies have showed that rapists experience multiple um early life advanced um events such as sexual um assault physical assault or dysfunctional family relationship and most of the time is very difficult for you to see someone voluntarily admitting to to a rape um offend or subject himself or herself to a psychiatric evaluation but majorly um, for psychiatric um clinical study we've actually seen that some uh rapists are actually they have mental issues like if you're saying some from a schizophrenia um, background um then they peer the file too they also have those kind of um, psychiatric issues and uh, which we there are tools to actually guard and assess them in terms of clinical um, inter- interviews and we also need to make sure that because it's a behavioral problem is more of an ad- like an addiction so we have psychological assessments that we could actually save to guard them or to help and we also have a motivational interview to to help so in all, in a nutshell, I think rape is a sensitive issue, but it's a step by step issue. It's a step by step. I think if everybody does, the little part is going to all add up. So thank you very much for listening to me. Um, for any of your questions, um, I actually run a telepsychiatry care center if you want to talk to any person or you want to send me your mail i can reply you are yuriubservice.gmail.com or you can forward your conversation to podcast and we'll have the conversation rolling thank you so much have a lovely day that was some helpful help tips. Thank you so much, Chito Bioladakwa, for sharing with us and for teaching us. Now we know. And like I've said before, please always be there to help someone. Because mental health is a really, really important aspect of our lives, right? Now, the scars might heal the pain might reduce but if you don't take care of your mental health it might become a problem for you going forward try to get some help please if you know someone who has been a victim of rape or you've been a victim of rape please get some help speak to someone preferably a professional but if you don't want if you cannot take those steps just yet speak to someone that you trust and you can confide in and then take that step still take that step to speak to a professional it will help a whole lot now according to what i have heard from victims known that have come out rape is not something that you go through you just go through it and then you are done with it it is something that you continue you are continuously going through it is a continuous phase you continuously have 
to build yourself, continue to build yourself and build yourself to keep yourself above that hideous and despicable crime that has been done against you. Yeah. So get some help, get professional help and take good care of yourself. Okay. All right. So I spoke with Dr. Kemi Ojo over the week and sadly she could not come on the show, but she sent me a list of how victims of rape can care for themselves and i will just get on right to sharing this with us she said that first of all in a typical scenario in a typical and ideal society after a rape the victim is supposed to go to the hospital and there the doctors would do a thorough examination of the victim's entire body to check for dna and other stuff so obviously the first thing to do is not to take your bath because if you take your bath or wash or clean your body in my tamper with DNA evidence against the perpetrator, right? But I know I know that in a situation like that you might you just um, you might just want to just take a bath to get get the feeling off you. But if you do that, uh, DNA of the perpetrator might be wiped away so you are not to wash or clean your body until you've been thoroughly examined okay and according to her dr ojo it's a whole procedure a whole sterile procedure of taking samples and collecting evidence the patient will lie on a white cloth pictures will be taken of marks if there are any they'll comb through uh, the victim's hair and collect all the stuff there, cut her nails, swab from her tongue and lips, vaginal swab, pubic hair, and all of that. And they also use some UV, ultraviolet light, on the body to find fingerprints, if there are any. This will give more evidence of the perpetrator. Now, I'm curious if we have these things in Lagos. Um, according to her, she said she said that there might be special places in Lagos here, Lagos, Nigeria here, that do all of these things. But well, fortunately for us here in Nigeria, we don't have a DNA database to, to track that DNA. So it might be difficult, even after getting DNA, it might be difficult to track the DNA. But, you know, nothing is too little to do, right? So usually mo- what most hospitals can do for the victim is to screen the DNA findings, screen them from infections that they can be kept for months during the investigations. So also victims will be given post-exposure prophylaxis for HIV and they will also, if the victim is female, conduct a PT, that's a pregnancy test on the victim to ensure that, you know, and they'll probably give a medical report for the legal actions as well. Yeah, so that's what Dr. Ojo sent to me on how care is being done for rape victims. And I'm intrigued. And I do hope that, you know, hospitals can do more. Medical centers can do more in shedding the light and shining light on this. Because I think that people should be informed 
and not let ignorance get in the way of getting justice for what has been done to them. That's indeed why I am doing this episode today. So now you know the first thing, the first point of call is to get yourself or take that person to a hospital so that a thorough check can be done on that person before you know you wash up and all of that stuff thank you so much dr ojo for sharing with us i really appreciate all right so my goodness it's been a whole lot learning about legal actions and medical care and whatnot concerning this issue of rape this issue of rape is really really something that I'm particular about because it's like it is eating deep into our society. Like people are beginning beginning to normalize it and shutting up victims when they come up. Like it is not right. What is bad is bad. Let's call it spade a spade and not try to shame and all of that. And ladies, ladies, please, this is a woman like you, right? So don't come about saying things that are not. You never know who the next victim will be. It might be someone that you know. And also to the guys, don't say stuff. If you don't understand it, just keep quiet. You know, don't say stuff that you don't understand or cannot understand or cannot comprehend. Don't talk about it at all if you don't have something reasonable to say, right? Shaming victims is not the answer shaming victims is not the solution if you don't have something good to say or something objective to say about whatever issue that comes up where rape is concerned and indeed things in general just keep your mouth shut right keep your mouth shut if you don't have something good to say because the truth of the matter is like i said at the beginning of the show if you shame someone either male or female now if you shame a victim that comes out to tell her story you are as bad as the perpetrator right so please let us stop with the shaming uh you know I, i've been reading so many comments and in there where i i have sentences or words like rape culture rape culture rape culture raping should not be a culture that we normalize and embrace come on Please, let's give these people, let's give these victims room to speak up so that justice will be served. Please. Anyway. <laughs> yes, that's, that's how hurt I am about this entire issue. That's all I have to say. I hope and pray that justice is served where the, these perpetrators are concerned. And I pray that the month of July is a blessing to us. Even though we started off on a rocky note, I hope and pray that July, which signifies perfection because it's the seventh month of the year. A huge shout out to all of our contributors today, Dr. Kemi Ojo, Tito Biola Dakpo, and Barista Adeshola Aladeshawe. Thank you for lending your voice on the show today. Thank you for coming on the show to speak on this topic and give your professional advice we appreciate you so much on that note it is time for me to sign off
Please don't forget to share this episode with your loved ones, with your family and friends. And of course, if you're not following us already, please follow us on all our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Ladies Hive. And if you have something you want to share, you have something you want us to talk about, you can send us an email to theladieshive at gmail.com. Also, if you want to know what I get to do in my personal time and space, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at TWE underscore twirl. My name is Tian and as always, I would see you in the next episode. Adios. Mwah.